you will. And I, I really thought about it and I thought, well, is it time to just take stock a bit as a church? Where are we? You know, so there's a bit of that that I want to bring today. And there's also been um, a scripture that's been on my mind over the past few months, actually, um, which I've spoken about here before in our care group uh, about the woman of the well. And I really thought I've actually preached that scripture three times within the last uh, two months because I don't think there's another message that God wanted me to bring at the moment. And so it's really weird. So, so yeah, so you're going to just go with me uh, and see where I flow, see how the Holy Spirit leads us today. I hope you'll bear with me with that. So, yeah, I just got some slides here. And uh, the first slide is saying, where are we now as a church? So 18 months ago, we all came here from the school hall, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed and excited. I remember that first service also, how it was really filled with exuberance, etc. And I've been thinking about that. Yeah, we all came with such expectation. But over the last year, we've seen a lot of change, haven't we? A lot of things that we didn't expect to see has happened. People leaving, um, change. In fact, I was thinking about um, our worship team. And we started off with a sort of 20-strong worship team. And somehow we've dwindled down to, to a few of us grappling with who to have on the worship team. Some of it's been a good reason why. We've had people leave to go to Pastors New, which is great. We've got Joel leaving to go to... China and experience what God has for him there, which is really great. But I just thought about it. I thought, God, where are we going? What's happening? You know, what's, what am I sensing? What's going on in my spirit? What's going on in your spirit at this time? Um, we have certain church activities here. We've got healing rooms, which seems to go well. I know sometimes Eva grapples for people to come and you know um we've got the taste of heaven that Herman brings sometimes which is a real great ministry I, I, I can see that ministry I can catch the vision of that ministry I really can especially if um is Herman here yeah yeah um especially the thing that you said about the bus because a few months ago I saw the same thing in America. A guy hired a truck, has got this truck that goes round and helping homeless people, give them showers, give them things to eat. So it can work, you know. So don't, don't get discouraged with that, that big vision that you've got because it can work. I thought about prayer in this church and I struggle to think about our prayer level in this church. I'm not sure where it is. I know Dave... Uh, calls for prayer every two weeks or so. And um, don't get me wrong, I know we all probably pray individually. We pray in our care groups, we ca in our home groups, etc. But I just tend to think, where are we? Where's, if we could measure ourselves on a scale of 1 to 10, where is the prayer life of this church? Do we need to 
move up a notch? Does it, do we have to change? Does change need to happen? Um, I think about the children's ministry, the prayer ministry, the young people's ministry. We have a, a thriving mission department that's really excellent because I can see people excited to go on missions and do mission work. And, and we've got to thank God for what the vision that he's given this church for mission. But I know that there's, what, 75% of us in this church that probably aren't mission-orientated. So I just, I just started to take stock. What's going on? What's happening? Where are we? What should we be doing? Should we be doing anything? Or are we happy? We've seen a shift that's gone on in our society over the past month. History has just been made while we're alive. Isn't that amazing? Um, we've seen that um, whatever our political views are about Brexit also, we know that something's happened in our history. We've seen mighty men and women fall in the past couple of weeks. And we've seen new men and women God has raised up or has been raised up, whether it's God or not, but they've been raised up. So there's been a shift within our society. Just change to the next slide, please. We've actually seen um, a shift in world affairs and we've seen... France. What's happening to France at this moment in time? What's going on? Does it bother us? Is it, you know, what's going on? Is it something about, is there something about France? <laughs> I, I don't mean to bring football in this, but they actually lost the Euro as well. They were so close, but yet so far. What's going on with France? Are we interested? Are there any Christians reaching out to France at this moment? Is the nation under judgment? Or is it just something that we accept as being part of life? I don't know. What are you feeling? What are you sensing, church? I'm not sure. But I do believe that God and um, David prayed in his prayer today that there's been a shaking. And when we sang that song, Spirit Break Out, there's been a shaking, there's been a shaking that's going on. Are we sensing it? Are we feeling it? Are we with it? Are we in tune with what God's doing at this moment? Are we as a church prepared for it? Or does it just go over our head? Do we want to pray about it as a, as a church? Or is it not that important? We're too busy doing our own things. I don't know, I'm, I'm sensing something going on and I feel as if we just need to step up a notch, need to be in tune a notch a little bit more. But one thing, if you go to the next slide, I just wanted to just go past that. The Lord still cares and he is intentionally purposeful God is intentionally purposeful he always has been and he always will be whether we know what's going on or not 
And because of that, I know and you know that we can have confidence in God. But as a church, let's do something. Let's pray his kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We as a church has the authority and has that power to do that. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just want to bring that to you right now, Father. We thank you, Lord, that your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, Lord. Lord, we thank you that we are a people that you have called us for this time and for this season, Lord. And Lord God, this is not time to lay down our weapons. This is not time to lay down our armors. But this is the time, Lord God, that we become on the offensive. This is the time, Lord God, where we put on the whole armor of God, where we will be able to withstand the wiles of the enemy. Lord God, let us not sleep at this time, because while men sleep, Lord God, tears will be sowed into the kingdom. And Lord, we don't want that to happen. So Lord, let us be on our guard and let's be on our watch, knowing at this time, it's a great time that we're going in. It's a great date with destiny that we're going into. So Father, as we go into this time, I pray that you will stir each and every one of us up, Lord God, that Lord, our passion for you will thrive again, that Lord, we'll be on fire for you, that Lord, we will hear you in the night season, we will hear you in the morning season, and that Lord God, you will stir your people for this time, for this season, Father, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. So yeah, so let's realize that the Lord still cares, he's still in control, and he is intentionally purposeful. Agree with me? Okay, okay. So let's just stand. Let's just stand. Let's just stand for a while. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let's just stand for a while. Thank you, Father. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Lord, we just thank you. I just want to read a scripture while we're standing. And it's taken from John chapter 4. When therefore the Lord knew how the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself baptized not but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. And he must needs go through Samaria. Then cometh he to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied with his journeys, sat thus on the well, and it was about the sixth hour. There cometh a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus saith unto her, Give me to drink, for his disciples was gone away unto the city to buy meat. 
Then saith the woman of Samaria unto him, How is it that thou, being a Jew, ask me for a drink? I am a woman of Samaria, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. Jesus answered and said unto her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is that saith to you, Give me to drink, you would have asked of me, and he would have given you living water. The woman said unto him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou the living water? Art you greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drink thereof, himself and his children? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. The woman said unto him, Sir, give me this water that I thirst not, neither should I come here to draw. Jesus said unto her, Go, call your husband, and come hither. The woman said unto him, I have no husband. <laughs> Jesus said unto her, You have said rightly, you have no husband. For you have had five husbands, and he with whom you have, have is not your husband. You have truly said rightly. The woman said unto him, Sir, I perceive you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped in this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Jesus said unto her, Woman, believe me, the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship, you know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Thank you. Let's just sit down. I just wanted you to stand because I know sometimes it gets a bit tiring here. And when you're at the front and you can see all the faces. <laughs> so, yeah, so I'm going to try and bring this in. He, he, Jesus is intentionally purposeful, okay? Even at this time, he's intentionally purposeful. And that's what he wants his church to be, intentionally purposeful. Are you with me with what I mean by intentionally purposeful? He's got intent for what he does and how he does it. So let me just look, talk about a bit about the woman of Samaria because this was something that was intentionally purposeful and it's amazing. Now, we read that Jesus, okay, heard that the Pharisees had heard that he was baptizing more people than John. So what does Jesus do? Jesus leaves. Jesus isn't a quitter. Why would he leave? Why would he leave? He says that um, the Pharisees heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples. Therefore, he left Judea and departed again into Galilee. Right. What does that mean? That means Jesus did a two and a half day walk to Galilee. That's interesting because what happened, he actually walked through the way of Samaria. Now, Think about this. The Jews never had any dealings with the Samaritans. So if they were going to Galilee from Jerusalem, they would walk the longer way round. They wouldn't walk through Samaria. 
It was, it was just not that part of their psyche to go through the Samaritan's land. But Jesus decided he wanted to. So a couple of things that happens there in that scripture. First of all, he hears that the Pharisees, okay, the Pharisees were talking about him. So he got scared, did he? Did he get scared and he decided to leave? That's not like Jesus. No, I think there was more to it than this. I think Jesus knew that there was going to be a date with destiny. He wanted a date with destiny, and he was intentionally purposeful to go through Samaria. Just go to another slide for me, please. Just uh, the other one. It's just so that I can remember things right. So let's just give you a little bit of background about Samaria. So Samaria was a district set, nestled between Jerusalem and Galilee. It is known as the capital of the northern kingdom, or in, in the days of Israel, the kings, it was the northern. Um, Israel was split into two. There was Judah, Judah and Israel. Judah had, ten, uh, had two tribes of Israel. Israel. Israel had ten tribes of Israel. Okay, so that's, that's for the historians here. So, but, and uh, Samaria was the capital of the northern kingdom, which was Israel, and the southern kingdom was Judah. So... Um, the meaning of Samaria is watch mountain. So it was once a great place. Also, it had a succession of wicked kings. There was one wicked king after another. How many of you have heard of Jezebel and Ahab? Well, they were rulers of Israel, okay? So that's how wicked uh, that place was. So it boasted 12 tribes of Israel. However, it had a succession of wicked kings, Ahab, Jezebel being one of them, until it was taken captive by the Assyrians. And the purpose of that was actually to obliterate that, that kingdom, was to actually wipe it out because of the sin that had come up to God. But by the time of Christ, uh, it had been reduced to a village, a small village. Actually, now there are about 700 Samaritans left in Samaria at the moment, um, last count. So there's about 700 people left. But it had been reduced to a small village, and uh, it was inhabited by people who were highly discriminated by the Jews highly discriminated. That's why the Jews wouldn't go through the way of Samaria. In our day, the north side of the West Bank, how many of you have heard about the West Bank in the news, is associated with Samaria. But there was a divine encounter in John chapter 4, which sees the restoration of the spiritual fabric of Samaria. Little did Samaria know that God had not forgotten them. And it was necessary for Jesus to pass through Samaria as the Samaritan people had a date with destiny. And he was going to use this woman. Isn't that amazing? How amazing is Jesus that he will stop his plans in Jerusalem. He will walk two and a half day journey, go through a land that was disdained by the Jews, stop at a particular well to meet a particular woman, to have a particular conversation so that he could change the fabric of Samaria. How amazing is that? Isn't that an amazing God?
Didn't he do that for you and me? He stopped at a particular time, a particular season, a particular minute. Maybe it was a particular person that spoke to us. Maybe it was a particular encounter. But he was intentionally purposeful to meet with us. Because he wanted us to have a date with destiny. She, so God sought this woman. The th interesting thing about this woman, what was her name? No one knows. We don't know a name. I think the Greek Orthodox Church has given a, na a name, a saint, but actually we don't know. There's no record of who this woman was. She was just a woman that came to draw water. She was someone who had gone against the laws of the Lord and was in an adulterous relationship. Someone who was still religious. So as you read um, um, St. John chapter 4, there was a bit of religion coming up with it. Oh, we worship in this mountain. Oh, our fathers did this. Oh, this, that, and the other. But she was religious and held. That was one of the, her associations that she held on to, to be part of the heritage of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But somewhere underneath all that facade suffered deep rejection and low self-esteem this woman. So it's intriguing that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Messiah, the Son of the living God, the all-sufficient one, the one who knows the intents of our heart, would change his schedule, interrupt his plan, find any excuse to go back to Galilee through the way of Samaria at the exact time that the woman of the well came to fetch water. Amazing. Little did she know that it was her time for her to arise and shine, for the light has come and the glory of the Lord had risen on Samaria, the land that was cut off by God because it was full of idolatry and laid waste by God and captured by enemies and almost obliterated from the face of the earth. The Lord chose that particular day that particular hour to stop at that particular well to meet that particular woman. Father, we thank you that even now, Lord, as you're, you are with us in our midst, Lord, we thank you that we have a date with destiny. We thank you, Lord, that even this area may be unknown by many, but well known to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, we are a people, maybe unknown by many, but well known to you, Lord, that we have a particular date with you. We have a particular destiny on our lives, Lord. So, Lord God, I thank you that you are stirring each and every one of us up at this moment, Lord God, that, Lord, any religious baggage that any of us may carry, we will just leave it at the cross today and, Lord, say that this is the time that we shall arise and shine for the glory of the Lord has come upon this place. We bless you, Lord, at this time and at this season. So what do we learn? So Jesus asked this woman, give me a drink. Give me to drink. The woman says, well, you've got nothing to draw with. I believe this is so interesting, okay? Because often we're asking God, Lord, 
You give me to drink. You fill me up. You fill me up, Lord. But God is asking you today, you give me a drink. You give me a drink. You give me a drink. I want to taste because what I've put in you is far more than you know. So throughout this story, the Lord is saying, you're the ones that have the well of life in you. You're the ones that I'm outpouring to the world at this moment. You're the ones that I'm outpouring to your families, to your communities, to the world. So you give me a drink. Because there's more in you than you will ever realize. There's more in you, church. There's more. There's more. But what happens to the woman? She says, well... There's a divide between the Samaritans and the Israelites. How is it that you, being a Jew, ask me for a drink? If you've not noticed, Jesus, I'm a woman, and I'm a Samaritan woman. Have you forgotten that the Jews have no Samaritans, that have no dealings with the Samaritans? Interesting thing about this woman was that she was still wrapped in grave clothes. She was still wrapped in pride, sarcasm, and religion. Because she was saying, well, you know, why are you asking me for a drink? Several times she deflected the questions of Jesus and could not face the truth. If you knew, but Jesus responded and says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. What do we learn from this? People of God, if you knew, if you knew, if you knew the gift of God that's inside of you, if you knew, if you knew what he's placed upon you, if you knew, then you would have asked the living waters. As Christians, sometimes we always don't know the full extent and power of our Savior We don't realize that we have a special gift from God. We don't realize we are a peculiar people, a called out nation. The head and not the tail. Above and not beneath. We don't realize that we are a chosen special heirs and joint heirs with Jesus. We don't know sometimes. And know in that sense means yada, intimacy. One of the Hebrew words is intimacy for no. We don't know Jesus. We've not become intimately entwined with Jesus. To put it bluntly, because sometimes our doubting, our questioning, our whinging, asking him the same things over and over again, disbelieving maybe, getting sidetracked and distracted, we don't know who it is that's asking us for a drink. Give me to drink, the Lord is saying. Because I've placed more in you than you will ever know. So what might be the barriers that's holding us back? What might be the things that's stopping us being that well of life springing up? Imagine Jesus is asking you for a drink. He wants to drink from you. He wants sweet communion with you. He wants special intimacy with you. He wants to eat and drink at your table. He wants to have dinner at your house. He wants to be the chief guest and the head of the table. He wants to be the lover of your soul. He wants to be your comforter, your Jehovah Jireh, your Jehovah Rapha. He wants to be your husband, your wife, your mother, your father, your big brother and sister. He wants to be your all in all. 
If only we knew who it was that asked us to drink. If only we knew Jesus like he wants us to know him. Oh, Lord, to know him intimately, to know his extremities, to know his love, to know his grace and kindness, to know his faithfulness, to know that you have the center of his heartbeat, to know that you are always on his mind, to know that he will send angels to rescue you, just as he rescued Lot out of Sodom. He will open Red Seas for you, children of God just as he did for the children of Israel. He will give the infertile uh, woman children as he gave Sarah, Rebecca, Rachel, Hannah, Samson's mother, Elizabeth. All these women were infertile. That uh, spirit of infertility was declared over them. But the Lord is saying an undeserved curse will not lodge and it will not stay. Whatever may sometimes makes us infertile, and I mean that in a spiritual sense, an undeserved curse will not stay. The Lord wants you to be fruitful. The Lord has called us to fruitfulness. The Lord has called us to, um, um, what's that scripture around? Um, a, a rose will blossom in the desert place. That's what it's called us to be. It's amazing, amazing, the call of God on our lives. It's amazing. But what the Lord wants us to do is ask, and he wants to give us the living water. The scripture says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks receives. Everyone that seeks, find. Everyone that knocks Every door will be open unto you. The scripture also says, ask of me and see if I don't tell you remarkable secrets you do not know. Things that you don't know. Call on me and I will answer you. And I will tell you great and hidden things that you have not known. Even what's going on now in our society. We can call on God and say, Lord, what is happening? What are you doing? How are you preparing us as a body? How are you preparing as a church that your kingdom will come and your will be done? The Lord wants to give us living waters. Why does he give, want to give us living waters? What does that do? Causing life. We sang today, dry bones. These dry bones will live again. He wants to resurrect those dead and dry places in our lives that have been parched by the heat of the battles that we have been fighting. The sun god has dried you out, maybe. He may have wearied you, melted you down, parched you that you crave for living water. Jesus is saying, I am the living water, the only water able to satisfy your insatiable thirst. I won't only satisfy your bodily organs, but I will satisfy your spiritual organs and your soulish faculties. I will be able to give life, life and not death. Choose life and not death. Drink of the water because the water I give you, will, you will never thirst again. But with joy, you shall draw water from the wells of salvation. I'm not going to go any further, actually. I really sense now that we're going to do some 
business with the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just stand. Oh, yeah, Lord. And let's just reach out. Those of you who know how to pray in tongues, pray in tongues. Those of you who are not familiar, then just reach out in your own way. Let's just reach out to God at this time of what he's saying, what he's doing, what the next step to, steps are. There's been a shift. I believe there's been a shift with the church. There's been a shift uh, in society. There's been a shift in the world. Let's just pray and seek God's face. Father, we thank you. Oh, Oh, Yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord, these dry bones, we live again, Lord God. We live again, Lord God. Spirit, break out. Spirit, break out. Break our walls down. Lord, just as you broke down those walls of communism, it's time you're doing a shift in our, in our nation, Lord. In our society, Lord, I believe, Lord God, you're calling the church to arise, Lord God, in a greater sense of destiny than they've ever had before, Lord God. We declare and decree that over our lives. We pray we will play our part, Lord God, at this time. We pray we will not run, Lord God. We pray we will not put our weapons down, Lord God, but you will strengthen us at this moment. Let us get on that spiritual treadmill. Let's get those spiritual weights and strengthen those muscles in the name of Jesus. Let's get in some time of prayer. Oh, and fasting, Lord God, as we seek your face, Lord, for this next season, for this next time, for this next shift, Father. We thank you, Lord. We bless you, Lord. These dry bones shall live. We speak life, Lord God, over the UK in the name of Jesus. We come against the head of racism that's rising up in this area, Lord, in this place, Lord. We break and bind that terrible spirit of racism. Let your church arise, Lord God. Take every scale off our eyes, Lord God. Yeah, Lord, we reach out to you. We cry out to you at this time, Father. Oh, use us, Lord. Use us, Lord, just like you use the woman of Samaria, though we had, Lord God, several husbands, though we were living a life of sin, you still used the Lord. You still used the Lord. Oh, you changed the Lord God. Oh, Father, we bless you. We worship you. Oh, Yes, you know. 
worship, Lord. We thank you for our elders, Lord. We thank you for their wise counsel and wisdom at this time. Oh, we thank you, Lord God, for every um, faculty in this church, Lord, the healing rooms, Lord God, the children's church, Lord, strengthen them. The worship team, strengthen, 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 Lord. Oh, the workers in the cafe, strengthen them, Lord. Let them not get weary in well-doing. Strengthen them, Lord. Oh, our pastor Phil, Lord God, and Daphne, strengthen them, Lord. Strengthen them. Revive them, refresh them. New passion, new impetus, Lord. We thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. God bless you, everyone. Thank you. Ah, la bachelor.